This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, Taylor Nation? Welcome to episode 120 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. I'm your host, Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And we've got a great episode planned for you guys. We're going to be talking in just a little bit about Taylor's new Glamour cover magazine. There's a lot of great information there, but we got a few things to get through before we do that. And before I forget to remind you guys, at the end of this episode, there's going to be a, uh, a blooper inserted. There was a little discussion between us before we started recording that uh, somehow got recorded that it didn't really fit in the episode. So we're going to throw it at the end of this one just so you guys can hear it for fun. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> Diane, you already heard it. You were part of it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, I have a joke for you, buddy. Oh. I want to like... kick it off. I want to kick off the episode with a funny. I want to get people laughing before we get into it. You ready? Is this one of your original jokes, or is this something you found? Nope. Something someone else found for me, actually. Ooh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Why did the elephants get kicked out of the public pool? I don't know. They kept dropping their trunks. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to at Kiwi Swifty for uh, making me aware of that joke. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> All right. And then one last quick announcement before we get going. We are running a contest to celebrate the European stretch of the Red Tour. We're giving away a Red Tour lithograph. That contest is ending as the Red Tour ends on February 11th. It is open internationally. You can enter at taylortalk.org slash contest. And later in the episode, we are going to be giving you a secret code that you can type into that entry form and get a bonus five entries to try and win. It's as simple as that. You type in the code, boom, five more entries for you, all right? Cool. So go to taylortalk.org slash contest to enter. Diane? Yes? Can you please tell us what's been going on in the news lately? Yes. Well, we have one thing. Um, Taylor Swift is featured in the new Diet Coke commercial entitled Diet Coke, You're On. You can check out the commercial at taylortalk.org slash episode 120. Thank you for the news, Diane. Sammy, what's been going on on the Red Tour? So on Tuesday the 4th, Taylor was at her third show at the O2 in London. The secret song was ours, and the special guest was Danny O'Donoghue from the script, and they sang Break Even. Um, So when that happened, I saw a lot of tweets on Twitter going back to when Taylor tweeted that she heard Break Even on the radio for the first time. And so it was kind of cool juxtaposition seeing where she'd come from with that song, and a lot of people really liked it. Um, Taylor then had a few days off and enjoyed her time with Ed and Cara Delevingne at the U.S. Ambassador's House and spent some time shopping in London. Then on the 7th, Taylor did her first show at the O2 World in Berlin, Germany. Taylor did a condensed version of the tour with You Belong With Me on the mini stage, but she decided to bring out a special guest just for Berlin, her best friend Ed Sheeran. Taylor decided that because Ed's song I See Fire had been on the top two in Berlin for two months that she would ask Ed to sing the song with her. Taylor next, Taylor's next show is Monday the 10th once again at the O2 in London. So, Sammy, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Did did Ed Sheeran ever really leave the Red Tour? I don't think he did. <laughs> but it's awesome, though. That's I, great. I remember thinking, what is this tour going to be like when Ed's not there? And it's exactly the same. <laughs> like, the only thing that's different is they don't sing Everything Has Changed. Ed's just like, eh, I've got nothing better going on. I may as well just keep on going. Hang I, out like, with Taylor I feel like more. he planned his break just so that he could be on tour with Taylor again. But who and wouldn't? Saw... That would be, that's the best idea in the world. I know, right? Props and to I Ed saw for... so many tweets about how people were afraid that their friendship would, like, start to crumble once he was off the Red Tour. But he's been by her side basically the whole time anyway. So he doesn't really leave. That's not a problem. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Sammy. Remember, guys, those Red Tour updates are brought to you by Sammy's other fan organization, T Swift on Tour. It's a Twitter account that gives you all kinds of Red Tour updates down to the second. What is going on in Taylor's life? Kind of stalkerish, but it's awesome nonetheless. I'm making a sad face. <laughs> Sammy's glaring at me right now. That was a, that was a joke. It's not it's not creepy. It's not creepy. I'm just joking. T Swift on tour is an awesome account to go follow. Remember, go follow them. Side note: We do update when Taylor's not on tour. Like we do stuff. 
So if you follow us, you don't have to unfollow us and then refollow us because we're cool. It's good to know. Yeah. You're like, just keep following us. They're totally legit, though. How close are you to 150,000 followers now? Uh, we need about 2,000 more followers. Holy smokes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Congrats on that success, Sammy. So something I wanted to chit chat about briefly this episode, and I mean briefly, it doesn't have to be that in depth, is this survey that Taylor Nation sent out. Now, did anybody besides me actually get invited to take the survey? I didn't oh, get one. Negative. I'm not cool enough. You're obviously the only cool one in this podcast. Must be. <laughs> uh, like that really makes me curious as to who exactly got it when I and initially. And I can tell you that T Swift on tour didn't get it either because our emails are sent to our phone and we didn't get one either. So did not get one. See, that's so weird. And I actually got two. I got one sent to Taylor Talk and one to my personal email. Do you know for sure that more than one person got it besides you? <laughs> or are you just the only one they sent it to? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out based on what you guys said. Are but... you sure this is a real email? This yes. is not spam or a trick. <laughs> no, no. I get Steve. all sorts of ones to win money and all sorts of other stuff all the time in my email. No, no, no. no. Steve, I'll tell you what happened. Basically, I got... What appeared to be a, a typical Taylor Nation newsletter, the kind we all get all the time, right? Right. Right. And it said, Taylor Nation has an exciting opportunity for you. You've been selected to give your feedback, and we want to know what you like when it comes to music and fashion. And so it, it just told me to whitelist another thing. They teamed up with, I believe, Edison Research, who actually conducted the survey. So it was neutral, and they sent a follow-up email with the survey itself. And basically, it was asking my likes and dislikes of both pop uh, and country artists and music and things like that. So, I mean, there were only four questions. Like the first one was, well, this was the most challenging for me. It asked, <laughs> are you male or female? How old are you? Mm, uh, you have to probably use your fingers and toes for that. I'm one. this many. <laughs> I know. I, I did have to count for the how old are you part. At least I got it right that I'm male. Did it have like a you know between 18 and 24 or was it like a yeah it did it had two? ranges it had ranges um and then the second question asked you to rank six different artists on a scale of one to five between really dislike and really like and it lists luke Bryan, taylor swift Katy perry carrie underwood rihanna and beyonce the third question is how often do you listen to top 40 music frequently sometimes or never and then it ended with how often do you listen to country music frequently, sometimes or never. So it wasn't a very in-depth one. And, well, the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm trying to figure out why exactly is Taylor Swift and Taylor Nation doing market research into what Swifties enjoy listening to? Yeah, it's almost weird to me. Like, it seems like it's stuff for her fifth album. Like, they want to figure out what sound people like, so they make sure to match it. But I don't... I mean, that's not but something she's my... ever done before, yeah. so I don't And at understand. the same time, she's been quoted as saying that the album is pretty much done. So why is she doing this now? I feel like she's almost doing it just because she can, not because she's actually going to use the information. I mean, of course, I feel like if everybody said that they love Beyonce and they hate Taylor, then this would be kind of a different conversation. Yeah, then you but, have a problem. But, I mean, the people that they sent are kind of biased obviously but like i don't know that they're actually, she's actually doing it because she needs to more than that she's just curious and well I, th I think those last two questions actually are reflecting of the question before that with the artist yeah. i think that was to really see if you were answering truthfully on those because i mean like i mean all of those artists are top 40 artists like even carrie underwood and luke bryan like they appear on the top 40 but so, like, if you're going to say never, and then you said that Taylor was your top artist, like, clearly there's a problem there. Like, I feel like if they're going to ask a question like that, that they shouldn't have, they should have had artists on there that are not on the top 40. Like, I don't know, like, YouTube artists or, like, underground artists that only certain people would have heard of, you know? Yeah, but yeah, Sammy, I feel like we're talking about a useless survey to begin with, because here's my thing with Taylor Swift, and speaking to Diane's point about whether or not this could be related to the fifth album is Taylor Swift has always been very Steve Jobsian in the way she does things. What do she, you mean by that? You might have to explain yeah. that for our viewers. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to that. You guys cut me off. So <laughs> Steve Jobs was very famously quoted one time, and, and this quote is not verbatim, I'm paraphrasing, in saying that Apple does not do market research because in surveys he says that consumers don't want don't know what they want until you tell them what they want. 
And he basically lived that through Apple. Like, we didn't know we wanted a touchscreen mobile phone until he invented the iPhone for us. We didn't even know such a thing could exist. And likewise, with the iPad, we didn't know such a thing could exist. Yeah, there were other tablets, but nothing like the iPad, right? And likewise, Taylor has never, ever asked her fans what they want. She has just written what is meaningful and truthful and deep to her. And fans have either clicked with it or they haven't. And that's that's what I mean. Taylor doesn't need to do market research. And if she does do it and she bases her writing upon the results of this survey, the fifth album could potentially be her worst album yet. That's why I don't think she's using this for the fifth album. I don't think she is either. I would hope not, but I just don't see why she's doing this then. Like, Especially, what the but then points? the other question is, who got this? Because out of the five people here, I can count, right? One, two, yeah. No, uh, there's four, four of four us, people. actually. <laughs> the four of us. Well, we don't have Maya. Apparently. <laughs> I don't um, think Maya got it either, though. Only one of us got it. So clearly there is a very, very small percentage of people who are getting it to begin with. Right. And, and Adam, didn't you say that this was supposed to be for music and fashion? There's yeah. no fashion questions here. So that almost makes me feel like there's another survey out there that has to do with fashion. But this is the same survey I was sent to both emails. Both of my invites came through Maybe with this exact survey. Maybe mail. They were like, he doesn't know anything about fashion. Maybe. That's possible. Is there a way that you could take it again and click female? No, if I go back into it, it says, thank you. Your responses have already been recorded. Something like that. But I think that really what this is, is it's just showcasing the same question that we've asked a billion times is, is she country or is she pop? Because that's what it's asking is, here's a bunch of pop and country artists. How do you rate them? And do you listen to top 40 or do you listen to country? And you know, I, I don't know how you answered on her, but I think that's the important part there is they're wondering if the people that like country also like the top 40 and mm. the artists. Yeah. So I think those questions of the specific artist and then also the last two questions, the top 40 and the country is to kind of balance each other out to see if you really answered correctly. I, I can <laughs> see that, Steve. That's really smart. But you know what's also could be interesting? Because I've talked about this with a lot of people, and in my mind it was always just a, oh, that would be so cool if she did that. But, like, I had been talking to someone about doing uh, Taylor doing a fan-requested concert so that they would send out a survey similar to this and you would basically number different songs in the order that you would want to see them. And so I almost feel like they're just testing the survey, like, situation for something else. It didn't really matter what the questions were. They just wanted it to be something that people would answer. Maybe they're just trying to determine when the fifth album comes out on iTunes whether to label it as country or pop. It would break my heart if they didn't label it as country. No, 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 no. Can you imagine? (laughs) You're funny, Sammy. (laughs) I'm upset now. (laughs) Oh, don't be upset. But here's an interesting statistic, though, Sammy, because you brought up the fact that, you know, this must have been sent to a small group since you guys all didn't get it. I'm the only one that did. Now, in surveys, and I learned this in a marketing class, so I assume it's credible information. Assume. (laughs) But... (laughs) To get an accurate representation of the entire U.S. population, you only have to sample a random group of about 3,000. And if they're only sampling, you know, say all, what is it, 38 million Swifties on on Twitter, then, you know, you need what, like 20? I can't do that math in my head. Yeah, it's a small amount, right? Well, a smaller sampling, but I mean, her fan base extends beyond Twitter, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, but say, you know, but I'm simply saying they they really yeah. only have to sample 3000 people and I'm sure yeah. their database of emails is far greater than 3000. Yeah. yeah. So that's the point I'm getting at. I just thought it was really interesting that they sent this out. The little the little marketing major in me, my my heart got all excited that uh, <laughs> I, I saw something like this. I'm see how many of our listeners actually got the survey. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you got the survey. Tweet us, Facebook us, message us, email us, whatever you want to do. Um, I, I would love to know that I'm not the only person that got this. That would be <laughs> really embarrassing. selected you, Adam, to get yeah. it. Only, your opinion is the only opinion that matters. Come I know. Now all of a sudden I'm going to get another email. Um, that survey was supposed to be private for just you. Why are you talking about it on Taylor <laughs> Talk? 
<laughs> what? You're in trouble. That was confidential information. Well, actually, what's <laughs> funny is before I put this in the doc, I went back to that initial email to make sure there was nothing in there. No sort of disclaimers that said this is confidential or anything like that. So I did check the initial email to make sure it didn't say anything like that before I shared it with all of you. Oh, good. You covered your bases. Yeah, Thank something God. like that. So interesting stuff, interesting stuff. It's it's just something brand new in the uh, Taylor Swift fan world that I haven't seen before. But enough of that. Let's like get to our actual main discussion, which, as I promised earlier, is going to be the Glamour magazine. Now, this is Taylor's fourth time appearing on the cover of Glamour. And I love, love, love all these magazine covers that she does because there's always a really in-depth article that reveals something that we previously didn't know. And it ends up making for a great episode of Taylor Talk. That's so. true. Um, it helps us out. Really, like, she oh, I know. interviewed all the time. Yeah, she always has the right answers. Yep. So I, I do have to give a special thank you for uh, to Diane for organizing this into different categories. She went through and line by line with this uh, interview and broke it up into different sections, found common themes and stuff like that. So that way we can have an organized discussion here. So thank you, Diane. Oh, you're welcome. It's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> now, the first thing Diane says we should start with is yes. <laughs> <laughs> the behind the scenes uh, or behind the photo shoot video. Sorry. And uh, it, it's a it's a good video. It's brief. It gives a little bit of insight behind the song 22, which I thought was really interesting. She talks about the actual 22nd birthday party that inspired it, which is, well, very good because considering her 21st birthday party, she needed a good 22nd, right? Yeah, yeah. she needed to make up for that one. And then she also talks a little bit about fashion and trends and things like that. There's really not that much to discuss there unless one of you ladies wants to cover Taylor's fashion advice, but... I don't know if that's that interesting. I mean, it's pretty much basic stuff. So, I mean, if you want to know about it, you can watch the video and hear Taylor talk about eyes versus lips and fashion trends and Audrey Hepburn. And it's cool. Check it out. For sure. We'll have that video up for you guys at taylortalk.org slash episode 120. That's 120. Now, moving on to the nitty gritty of the of the interview. Something we always get little hints of. Taylor, every time she does one of these, she says something that gets us a little bit closer to knowing what's going on with the next album. The fifth album. The mysterious fifth album, which apparently they're surveying for. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so, in the interview, she was asked, what's the new sound? Taylor's response on Red, I did three songs with Max Martin and Shellback. We are never getting back together. I knew you were trouble in 22. I think we'll be doing a lot more than three songs together on the next album. Whoa. And I think it also said that she laughed after she said that. So that makes me almost feel like the whole album is going to be her and Max and, 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 and um, Johan Schellbach just making like these crazy, awesome radio hit pop songs. I don't know about that, though, because she was quoted in Club Red last week as saying that it's very different from anything she's done. Mm-hmm. And so if the whole album is going to be basically we are never getting back together, any of your trouble in 22, that's not all that different. So I, I feel like she'll so. push the envelope. with Definitely. And new. I feel I feel like it's like because then she was also quoted in the, in the same kind of general section of the magazine as saying, I'm not trying to shed my skin. I'm trying to be a new version of the person I've been my whole life, I love which that. then kind of goes back to, you know, her country roots. So I almost feel like she's going to take what she's learned and what she's been doing and bring it to them. Whereas we are never, ever getting back together. I knew you were trouble in 22 was them introducing her to that kind of music because Mm. at the time it was very different for her. Now it's kind of like, I feel like she's going to be bringing her to them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's possible, Sammy. And I think that she's partnering up with them because there was actually a recent article about, about Max Martin calling him the most influential mu- person in music you've never heard of. I mean, now, everybody works with him. Like, if you go through, right. it, it's crazy who's worked with we, him. We discussed that on one of the episodes. I know that yeah. that was kind of a big deal with, you know, all the people that he had worked with in the past. And just it was yeah. insane the amount of hits that the man has been part of. Right. We definitely discussed that. I mean, he has had literally hundreds, if not thousands, of number one hits that he has at least co-written. And so, so, sorry, Steve, I just want to get my thought out before I forget it. Um, 
so where I was going with that, it, it, speaking to what Sammy was saying about Taylor's bringing herself to them, where the last time it was them bringing themselves to her, is I think part of the reason Taylor may be partnering up with them yet again and for even more songs is because she really feels that these guys who have cranked out so many number ones are really the ones to help her go in a new direction while they're taking themselves in a new direction. It's just like this powerhouse team where she feels if anybody can go in this new direction she's looking for, it's the three of them. I can see that. Makes sense. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, well, yeah, a lot of people um, on Twitter were, like, worried that the whole album was going to be, like, we're never getting back together. And, you know, I knew your trouble in 22. And, you know, those songs are great. We're not disputing that at all. But I think that, you know, based on this article, based on what she said in Club Red in the past couple weeks, based on what her dad has said, clearly she's learned from those experiences, learned from those songs, learned what works and learned what doesn't work. And the set, I mean, it's almost like it's, it's her fifth album, but it's almost like it's her second album in the same way, because, you know, if you're comparing it to red, then it is going to be like the second, not version of that album, but she'll be able to grow from that album and grow from, you know, obviously from Taylor Swift and from fearless, but it'll be, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. that's a fantastic point, Sammy. I think you're referring to growing from Red, using Red as a starting point to grow in a new direction yeah. that she hasn't exactly. done yet. Exactly. I got that. Now, exactly. Steve, a few minutes ago I interrupted you. Okay. Was that your thought still relevant? Um, so- Somewhat. I mean, pretty much they even noted in the article there about, you know, all three of those songs did make it into the top 20 of the Hot 100 on Billboard. So she knows that she has success with them. And I think there's some good chemistry there that, you know, they work well together that if that's working well, why would you go, Oh, well, let me find a a new producer and, you know, new people to write songs with. If you have something that works, work with them again and take it to the next level. But But Steve, I think, I I was just going to say, I think it's far less about sales as much as it is working with some very creative out of the box thinkers that can help her take her music to a place it's never been. That's what I said. The chemistry. Yeah, well, I'm not just talking about the chemistry. I'm talking about the direction that they can take it in, not just how well they work together. Right. But that's that's why they can take it to the next level when you have that sort of chemistry between people to do it. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different, but, but close. But I have, I have the I'm same raising thing. my hand. <laughs> um, Sammy. <laughs> so, ooh, my ear be still up. Um, so earlier in the article, Taylor was talking about how she doesn't really know about her new situation and she was talking about how she doesn't know like she knew how well red did obviously but you know she didn't really know to what extent and didn't know well whatever she didn't know and she was quoted she said it's like the difference between being inside a snow globe and getting to take it off the shelf shake it up and see how pretty it is which i just i love that quote but anyways the point of what i'm trying to make is that she knew that those three songs were the biggest hits so she wanted to make an album with the people that helped her make those big hits. But she also knows that songs like All Too Well and, you know, songs like that that are completely different from those three songs also did really, really, really well among her her fans, her diehard fans. And so I don't feel like she's going to do a whole album with Martin Shellback because she knows that there are still the songs on there that, you know, are true to who she is, who she's always been, and they do really well too. Well, here's something interesting, Sammy, is while those three songs you are right were probably the biggest hits in terms of sales and things like that, I don't think they were her best written songs on the no, album. Not at all. No, I don't think they were I either. love them, but no. Well, I think 22 was really well written only because I'm the kind of person that can see, and I read this in an article, I can't remember who wrote it, but that she was, you know, it's almost like a quote unquote sad song in that like, you know, she's like seeing her mortality almost and it makes it sound really depressing and obviously 22 is not depressing but it's it's interesting if you spin it that way and look at it that way rather than a bubblegum pop song yeah but i've never seen 22 as being a deep song in the sense that like all too well i will find the article for you and you will be like whoa hey people have different perspectives i read that too yeah there is a way that you can twist that song to make you realize oh my gosh this could be about death and you know all things. which is why i love it but anyways continue I'd like to read that article. I will find it for you. Thank you. 
So speaking of the songwriting, there's a few more quotes out of the article that we can pull. Taylor says, the thing people always write about me, which is almost cliche, is just watch out. She's going to write a song about that. As if writing a song isn't special. As if I'm living my life for material like it's a trick I do. It's not simple to write a song. I love that quote. Because people always say that about her, like, oh, she's with this guy, blah, blah, blah. But if they like have a fight, she's going to write this awful song about him and make tons of money. Like she doesn't go out and seek men to break her heart so she can write number one hits like that. Who would do that? That's psycho. Yeah, well, (laughs) I think the funny part of it is or not funny, but I mean, the part that jumped out at me is where she says as if writing a song isn't special. Now, the reason I kind of refer to it as funny is because uh, this weekend, you know, we had some friends here in Vegas. So uh, shout out to Gina, Kirsten and Cindy who were here and we were talking about, uh, you know, we were just joking because I was like being a typical fanboy and, you know, I'm going to marry Taylor Swift one day because, you know, all of us say that, except maybe Steve. But the rest of us, the rest of the Taylor's guy fans say that. Um (laughs) And, you know, they made some joke about that, too, about, like, oh, she'll write a song about you. And I'll be like, I hope she does. Like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Even if it is a song tearing me apart. <laughs> I think it would be funny. But, I mean, that's kind of a joking way of wording it. But writing a song is special because it is recapping a moment in history and a moment she experienced with other people. And whether it was a negative moment or a positive moment, it's still a part of your history and a part of your past and it's becoming immortalized in song. And I think that is something that is really special. That goes along with um, one of the quotes that we have a little further down that says, I do fear that if I were to have someone in my life who mattered, I would second guess every one of my quotes. <clears throat> and um, excuse me. And uh, it's, it's an interesting thought that she has that if she were to be in a happy relationship would she still be able to write the truth? Because she always prides herself in that she's going to tell her fans the truth about what really happened, at least from her point of view. And so it's interesting to think about, and that she thinks about it, that if she were to be happy, would she still be able to do that? Um, And hold on, I have a thought. Um, But she says that, you know, to quote Taylor, not everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows, even when you found the one. And, you know, she, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's an interesting thought for you to say that, you know, if you were to be happily married to her, quote unquote, I'm rolling my eyes at you. um, Don't roll your eyes, Sammy. It's going (laughs) to, it's going to happen. And I can feel Diane glaring through my microphone um, that, you know, would she be able to write? the truth about that that's a valid point i I see where you're going with that but i'm gonna take a momentary pause here because it's the middle of the episode now i think it might be a good time to reveal the secret code that will get you five additional entries in our contest you ready for it we said it on last week's episode i'm gonna say it again for any new listeners out there the secret code is t swizzle T-S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E, T-Swizzle, just like uh, Taylor's alter ego, her thug life, alter ego, T-Swizzle. So go over to taylortalk.org slash contest, and you'll be able to enter the code T-Swizzle for five additional entries in the contest. Sorry, I interrupted everybody. Did it, Was someone going to speak? Well, I, I was going to say, too, back to what we were um, saying about this quote is I feel like it would be hard to write the truth about someone that you're with if you maybe have a fight and you want to write a song about that but that person might not want you to tell the world about your problems you know like I think it would be very hard for her to be you know you know to 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 write those tell-all songs when she's with the guy who that also happened with you know what I mean but- I mean, but I, I mean, think, I, hold up. Oh, sorry, Sammy. Is it is it any more fair to someone she's broken up with to reveal their personal lives? No, it'd be about the same. Yeah, that's I what mean, I mean. The, the I article, suppose the, though, but you don't have to face them. Oh I mean, well, that makes it better. Yourself, that's like that's like the rule of the internet. Like it's okay to bully someone because you're behind your keyboard. I know that sounds awful, <laughs> doesn't it? There must be a more positive way to phrase that. But 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 Diane, here's the thing: if the person that Taylor is with didn't like it they probably wouldn't be together anymore 
That is true. Whoever is going to be involved in that particular relationship and when everything's, you know, overall pretty happy, they're going to know what they're getting into and they're going to be cool with it. I mean, that's that's exactly what the interviewer said when she said that. She said, but why? It would seem that if you did find that right person, your honesty would be something he'd love and support. Exactly. Right. I definitely love and support Taylor's writing. and <laughs> Even if she wrote an <laughs> awful song about you. Go you for know, it. You know, that one fight, the one night that you didn't do the dishes, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it can't be anything worse than what I've already heard about myself before. So... Uh, but just talking a little more about her songwriting one of the biggest quotes and this is definitely the most popular through the news articles and tweets and things like that just anything going around the internet right now is something very powerful that taylor stated and something i find to be very relevant in pop culture right now is in regards to having no desire to take her clothes off and for the record that's not to shower anything she's talking about in front of people <laughs> that would be odd. <laughs> like on stage is what, what what she's referring to there. She said, for me, Risky is revealing what really happened in my life through music. Risky is writing confessional songs and telling the true story about a person with enough detail so everyone knows who that person is. That's putting myself out there, maybe even more than taking my shirt off. I love that. Wow. That's Boom. awesome. Thank you for being a role model, Taylor. Seriously, because I feel like in, I don't, I don't know, like that scene right now, girls feel like in order for them to be noticed, they have to take their clothes off. Like, that's the only part of them that has value. <coughs> Miley <work>. Cyrus. <coughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe like her. Um, but I but I love that 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 Taylor is there to, to say, like, that's not the only way to be risky like there's a better way to be risky almost and i think that this also goes along with you know where she's been quoted saying oh i wore shorts quote unquote that's being risky like no like go listen to a song and that's taylor being risky wearing high-waisted shorts is not her being risky like she's wearing what she likes not wearing a shirt that doesn't have a place for your body parts to go you know (laughs) well i think she's dead on about writing songs being like one of the riskiest activities even more so than taking your clothes off because let me ask all you guys this on the panel what is the one thing that taylor is criticized most for dating a bunch of guys based upon the songs songs that she wrote Exactly. So mm-hmm. she is revealing yeah. herself and opening herself up to criticism. And I think that's what she's talking about. That is very risky because with every single thing she writes, she is opening herself to criticism. And in this article, she's admittedly not thick skinned. Like she takes criticism to heart. It hurts. It doesn't matter if you're the most famous singer in the world right now. It hurts. And She's opening herself up to that, and that is what I think she means by saying Risky is writing confessional songs. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Did I get it spot on? I love when I get you guys to shut up like that. It's like my favorite thing. You're like, boom, silence. I'm like, boom. <laughs> Lay it down. So I just, Sammy, you worded it best. I mean, a way to be a great role model for all the young girls out there, Taylor, because uh, people like Miley Cyrus, I, and I, I hate I criticizing wonder, her. Though, I, I mean, I'm I'm a general, you know, I love all kinds of music. Bring Send me the music, and I'll be like, hey, yeah. I mean, sometimes it takes me a while to get around. But anyway, um, I wonder if, you know, people like Miley Cyrus. I'm not saying she doesn't write all of her music, but, you know, she does get a lot of help. You know, Dr. Luke and Max Martin and everybody, they, they help her write the music. I wonder if she actually sat down and wrote some songs if maybe she would take off less clothing. Uh, That's a maybe. good question, Sammy, because Taylor is saying that her risk factor comes from writing her own songs. Now, if Miley doesn't write that, and I don't know, do, I, does I anyone she, know whether she does or doesn't? Because I don't know a lot about her. I feel like she writes some of them. Or she I think she has, co-writes some of them. I don't know that she actually them. writes them all by herself, though. Not judging. We like Miley. We're just saying. We're not just saying. Mm-hmm. Sammy's like trying to not get hate. All hate mail be directed to Adam. But I mean, I'm not even saying like write them and like 
you know, present them out into the world. Because, like, I'm also a big fan of Demi Lovato, and I know that she writes a whole lot of music. But a lot of the music, like, 90% of the music she writes never, you know, sees a recording studio. I mean, I don't even know if Miley can, you know, bother to, like, sit there and write a song that to be able to express all these feelings. Maybe if she did and she just wrote it in the privacy of her home with her dogs, then, you know, the next time she went out, she wouldn't be swinging on a hot dog. <laughs> oh, Sammy. Sammy, you, you've got jokes this episode. No, did you not see this picture? I, I don't. No, she has a hot dog on her for her tour. It's like her wrecking ball. She sits on like an Oscar Mayer hot dog. Oh, okay, Sammy. It's, it's <laughs> okay, awesome. is, so, that, is that who sponsors her tour? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, anyways, the point so I was there. trying to make is maybe that. You know, if people took note from Taylor and sat down and wrote songs about what they were feeling rather than, you know, stripping, there would be less stripping in this world. Well, you know, there's an there's an old saying, Sammy. And again, I you know, I have trouble remembering all these quotes verbatim. So I paraphrase. But it has to do with the fact that when celebrities become irrelevant, the way to become relevant again is to drop your pants. I mean, I it's think so Miley Cyrus is a big time supporter of that. And she's not the only one throughout history. No, I mean, absolutely. Britney I Spears. A lot of people. She didn't used to do that when she was younger, Christina did she? Christina Aguilera. Yeah, Christina Aguilera too. Yeah, well, I no. Britney Spears, in all fairness, has always used her sex appeal to sell her music. Yeah, From her very first hit, Britney Baby One More Time, when she was dressed in that little schoolgirl outfit. Oh, yeah, she had the midriff showing? Yeah, right. There's a yeah. big difference between that and, you know... I mean, but also that was the time. I mean, that was the early 90s and now wearing What's wrong less. with the early 90s? Nothing. I was, you know, I was a big Britney Spears that. fan. I thought she was awesome. She was my idol back then. But, you know, clearly that was not the way to go. Britney was my first celebrity crush ever when I was in elementary school. Why are we talking about Britney Spears? This is not Britney podcast. <laughs> Sammy steals my line when I get off or when everyone else gets off topic. After, after she took it off topic to Miley Cyrus for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, Sammy. Well, that was borderline relevant. I think we're okay. We just got to reel it back in. Okay. So (laughs) we touched on it very briefly about, um, you know, Taylor not having thick skin. So she does talk about tabloid articles briefly. And she says, I know when to not read an article. Is it going to help my day? Is it important for my life? If the answer is no, then I just don't click. I'm careful about getting sucked into the rabbit hole that is the internet. Because as a songwriter... I don't have the option of having thick skin. As a writer, you have to be open to everything, and that includes pain, rejection, self-doubt, fear. I deal with that enough on my own. I love that. Again, very powerful, and I think something very interesting about that is it takes Taylor into a bit of life advice. It takes her outside the realm of music and the music industry and I really like the the part where she's just asking questions. Is it going to help my day? Is it important for my life? If the answer is no, then I just don't click because I mean, you some... can flip that for anybody. Like, yes. I can sit here and be like, I don't want to read this blog post about me not being able to meet Taylor ever again because it's going to hurt my feelings. Is it going to be relevant to my day that I read about what somebody else says about me? No. So then I don't click on it. It's the same thing. Well, what I always ask, if I happen to be talking to friends or or somebody that's going through a rough patch or or that is upset over something specifically, the one question I always use is, in 10 years from now, is it going to matter? Right. And I think that goes very hand in hand. And I think Taylor gives some very, like, usable life advice by asking those questions and talking about don't read about yourself because there's so much drama in the world that is so unnecessary that, well, don't read about yourself. Who cares? And you self-doubt, like she says, you self-doubt, you, you know, you feel pain and reject yourself enough as it is. You don't need to add other people's opinions on top of it. That just makes it worse. Right. I also like the little shout out to Alice in Wonderland there. If you remember, we did that Alice in Wonderland where which band member was which one and their little rabbit hole thing. That was funny. Oh my God, I need to listen to that. I've never heard that. That was a long time ago. That's awesome. I don't remember what episode that is, but I do remember we brought Augustine from the swiftagency.com in for that episode because nobody knows the agency better than that man. (laughs) And um, so it was actually a really funny episode, Sammy. What we did is we took agency members and decided if they were in the world of Alice in Wonderland, which character would they be? 
Is this before they dressed up like woodland creatures or after? I don't remember. I almost want to say it was before. That would be ironic. I think we need to find that episode. We'll link to it in episode 120 (laughs) uh, show notes there at at taylortalk.org slash episode 120. We'll have a link for you guys. Now, the last major bit I got out of this article, and it's almost humorous, but also serious at the same time, is Taylor's dating advice. And uh, this was fun. It was fun. I was like, whoa, she's being like sassy. Yeah. And well, the interviewer asks her about the dating game. And every time I hear that, it always reminds me of love is a ruthless game. Um, But anyway, they, they ask, you know, how do you get the upper hand on a guy who has gotten the upper hand on you? Taylor's answer is to freeze out. And she's like, she just says it point blank. She's, she's like, not freeze like, out. well, um, I would do this. Thing. No, she's just like, freeze out. Right. And, and then, of course, the interviewer asked the exact same thing I asked when I read it. What what the heck does that mean? Um, and, you know, Taylor well, just explained, you don't respond to any texts or calls until he does something desperate, like showing up or calling and leave a voicemail and something that makes it very clear to you that he's interested. Now, I got to ask my females on the panel, have you have you ever frozen out a guy before? Like, I've never heard of this tactic. I have done that before, but what usually ends up happening is then he stops talking to me, and then I realize, oh, awesome, (laughs) he never cared about me anyway. (laughs) In that case, Taylor's advice is not very actionable. Don't listen to it. Yeah, but but, but then she says that then that proves he never cared, so then you don't waste your time. But it does suck. I think also, and this is going to make me sound like the worst human being ever, I've done this to, like, friends, be like, Sammy like like just to not to test them but like if we're like in a fight then I'll be like okay I'm gonna I mean not necessarily in my head it's like oh I'm gonna freeze this person out but it's like I'm gonna not talk to this person for a little while and see you know if they actually value our friendship is that what is that what happens when like you don't text me back is that what you're doing usually me sending it and thinking I sent it and then it turns out that I never sent it okay Adam I freezed you out yesterday did you Steve that was rude I was busy. Ouch. <laughs> you break my heart. Well, you didn't even text me after that. At least Taylor would never freeze me out. I don't know. I think she, she might do She's she the one freeze that made you out to write a song and then she, come back. She invented the darn term. Nah, she didn't that's... invent the term. She's just saying that she did it. Okay, okay. I just brought this up for fun. It's not really that relevant in Taylor's <laughs> career. Um... But actually, I, I shouldn't have even said that because I'm about to bring up something even more irrelevant to Taylor's career. And that's at the end of the article, something that just made me giggle. They asked where Taylor wants to be in uh, 20 years when she's 44. And she mentioned something about having a home with a fireplace. And I was I'm like, pretty sure all three of her houses have fireplaces. I, I, just, <laughs> I know. I was just laughing. I'm like, with all the eccentricities of her condo in nashville there's no fireplace there no Maybe she definitely not. has one. She, and there's one in one. la and there's definitely at least like four in rhode island maybe she forgot <laughs> she has so many she forgot she even had them she's like oh right i have that and maybe that she's referring to using the fireplace you know just because it has one there doesn't mean you know heck half the time you're in nashville that would be uh too hot to be having a fire at your place you That's know true. not if you turn on the air conditioning steve I guess she well, she's going to freeze out her apartment and then turn on the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, she exactly. It doesn't actually emit any heat. Maybe she means she wants like a real like fireplace in like a place with snow that actually she could use the fireplace. Rhode Island. Doesn't it snow there? Yeah, yeah. but she's only there in the summer. Oh, <laughs> all right well go there in the winter use your fireplace i i regret even bringing this up now because you guys are taking it way too literally but i do before we close out this discussion want to ask you guys if there was anything you pulled out of the article that was really meaningful to you that taylor said that i didn't get a chance to bring up <laughs> what i said i have one but i talked too much this interview <laughs> oh no sammy go ahead what is it you can go first i'll go after you well i don't even have one yet so i got I'm... some stuff okay go, go ahead Steve. Steve. okay um, first off, when I got this magazine, the part that blew my mind is I'm looking there at like the table of contents and it's like page 289. Like, I didn't think this magazine even had that many pages. Yeah. Like, this is craziness. But the one it's thing It's also I their thought, 75th anniversary though. So well, that's like true. Maybe they have more. Seven than, times like, as That's big. crazy. That's like 300 pages for a magazine. That's like a book. I don't even read. Well, Steve, most on. of them are ads. I was just going to say <laughs> well, that most true. of them are fashioned ads. 
Well, actually, the one thing that I found interesting actually was the pictures, um, mainly because there is a couple of different pictures, and Taylor is there with a Polaroid camera and pictures. Which is one of the things that we've been trying to find out for a while now because we know that she's been taking Polaroid pictures and that kind of stuff. Um, so we actually know which model camera. I'm assuming that's hers in the picture. It's not. I would assume that as well. Okay. So at least that that's pretty exciting because it is kind of a very cool retro version there. That's the SX-70. Yeah, it's very pretty. Steve, like, knows what kind of camera it is. And I, I am glad the- you brought up the picture, Steve, because I, I probably should have included that in the outline here what you guys thought of the pictures. I mean, to me, they're very kind of in line with like her Vogue photo shoot, but more hippie ish. Yeah. There's one though. Hold on. Let me try and find it very quickly that I was just like, I stood at it. I stared at it for like 20 minutes. I stare um, at all of them for 20 minutes. Well, yeah. I stared at it place. for a different reason though, Adam. That's uh, <laughs> the one Anyways. on, uh, what is that? 288. And it's just, you know, knocking around right? her, it's just her face, and, like, she has very minimal makeup. It reminds me of her look in the Safe and Sound music video, and it's just flawless. Her hair looks beautiful in this picture. Yes. It's just kind of, it's, it's not even really curled or anything like that. No. It's just kind of ruffled and flowing, and flowing, and... Yeah. I don't really know nice. if that's her oh, real hair, because didn't she cut her hair shorter? Because her hair is a lot longer in these Well, pads. who knows when these Definitely. photos were taken. This yeah. is definitely an older photo shoot because she still has bangs. She still has longer hair. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not that old, obviously, but. Probably within the last, like, five months. Before the Red Tour ended here. Yeah. Yeah, well, the photos are phenomenal. And, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. I, I think people who don't have the magazine should definitely either look for copies online or look for them because our descriptions just aren't going to do them justice. You have to see these photos. They're phenomenal. And technically, it doesn't officially come out until Tuesday, just like every store in the universe already has it. So if your store doesn't have it yet, don't stress. You will find it next week. Mm-hmm. Good advice, Sammy. Because, well, I was kind of stressing. I had to cross the state border to find it. But I found Sammy, it. Sammy, really? look at you. Dedication. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Walmart and they had like a billion copies. Yeah, so they had good. a bunch of my Walgreens, Walgreens also. Yeah. Yeah, Walgreens has them. Walmart has them. The grocery store has them. They're pretty much everywhere now. Now, Sammy, what what did you take out of the article that you wanted okay. to bring up that so you didn't get a chance to? So, we actually talked about this earlier when we were talking about the fireplace. Oh, okay. Um, then we're done with it. Let's move no, on. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a quote that just stood out in my head when she was, at, she was asked where she would like to be when she's 44, and she said, I'd like to have a lot of friends. I'd like to know how to make a good cup of tea. I'd like to have areas of uh, – have read a lot more classic books. And I'd like to have a house with a fireplace. I'd like to know, be known as someone my friends can talk to about their troubles, quote unquote. Um, I just thought it was interesting. And I've read too many Taylor interviews. I have them all. Well, not all of them, but I have a lot of them. And if you go back to like when she was 22, 21, she was, you know, hoping that she would be married with kids and a dog. And I think it's interesting to see how much she's grown up and almost realized that she doesn't have to have that stuff to be happy. And for me as a 24 year old, like I constantly am comparing myself to other 24 year olds and wondering why I'm not there yet. Why, you know, these people have a husband, why these people have a kid, why these people have, you know, fancy jobs or whatever, have a a buying a house. And I feel like I almost like miss something. And it's just interesting for me to see this, you know, my idol who I think has it everything, has it perfectly together, has her whole life exactly where it should be. And she realizes that she's like, you know, you know, I didn't do things the way normal people do it. I didn't go to I didn't graduate high school after four years and then I went to college for four years and then I found a job and then I got married. Like and that's okay. And that just really stood out to me because that is something I struggle with all the time. And I know, well at least I hope. That I'm not the only 24-year-old or 22-year-old, Diane, you can tell me. Um, (laughs) You're not, don't worry. That feels like I should have been somewhere that I'm not, and she's telling me that that's okay. That's brilliant, because you're right. Taylor is, like, coming from her, it means a lot, to say the least. Mm -hmm. I I have other stuff. (laughs) Sammy loves this article. Oh my gosh, Sammy's coming. Well, before you move on to your next point, I do want to... Uh, just in the off chance, you know, Taylor doesn't read about herself. Maybe she listens about herself. I'm sure Ed can teach her to make a good cup of tea. 
Well, he's yeah, British. Probably. Yeah, he should know. <laughs> Any British listeners out there, if you could teach me to make a cup of tea, I'd love it. Yeah, what's your secret? Well, according... <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm not going to tell you that story. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> so what's your other point, Sammy? Oh, um, it kind of goes along with the with what I just said. And at the beginning of the article, she was asked, do you feel like a grown-up yet? And she said, no, I'm not finished making irresponsible decisions and blindly exploring and being curious about everything. Yes. And that awesome. fits me to a T because like I just said, you know, I look at these people on my Facebook that I went to high school with and, you know, they have families and jobs and I'm like, where did I take the wrong road? I don't understand. But according to Taylor, who is 24, my age, same, same general age, we graduated the same year. Um, I don't have to be there and that's okay. And I like that. That makes me feel good about my life and my life decisions. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. That's perfect. So I think we had a great discussion on this article. I think there was Diana a lot doesn't of- have anything? Am I the only person who It's talks? just you, Sammy. It's just, well, sorry. I mean, th- there's like so many things. Diane organized be... the, the, the discussion, remember? Yeah, and, it, and it would be hard. Like we could literally sit here and talk about this article all day. I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, you know, Sammy, you're perfect. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor says you're okay. So, yes. <laughs> but it really was a great discussion, and I'm really glad we got to have it. And all, like I said, all these articles, Taylor does all these magazine covers that have these in depth interviews inside of them. Like, they just reveal so much about her and about her music. I think we had a great discussion about her fifth album there for a little bit. We got some awesome information about. Uh, you know, some speculation going about Martin and Shellback's involvement in it and that survey, how that relates to it. I, I wonder if the two are interconnected. Who knows? But I'm really glad we had that discussion. And I, I really wish Steve would have talked more. So I'm going to put him on the spot to give us our first mini segment Sweet. for the episode. Hey, you know what? Taylor, when she is done with writing songs and all that, she could have a radio program like she her own should. radio. I yeah, want her to write a the- book. Just based really on all the little quotes that she says and all the advice during the day, like that would be the radio show to listen to. Maybe she could be a host on Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. There you go. That would be perfect for her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she would fit okay. in so well. Uh huh. Okay, our first mini segment comes from B. Jader, and it's You Know You're Swifty When You're Kind of Sad That You're Turning 23 Because 22 has been your theme song all year. Oh. That is going to be sad on my next birthday. Except Maybe true she'll story, come out with the new I, age one. When I see something, any number that has a two in it, like if I go to gas and it's like, go get gas and it's like 332, I literally go in my head, I'm like, 32. <laughs> <laughs> so you can keep doing it. Like, I don't care. That's funny. Nice. Keep doing All it. right. This next one comes from SparksFly713 via Taylor Connect. And they say, you know you're a Swifty when you spend hours on Taylor Connect instead of writing a paper. Oh, No. I hope that paper got done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see where you can be distracted by Taylor Connect, though. It is an interesting distraction. There's lots of uh, fellow Swifties in that community there that uh, you can chat with. And Why don't you use Taylor Connect to help you write your paper? Oh. You can ask for advice from other people. Hey, what should I write about? <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> you want to you edit it for me? <laughs> for free. <All> <laughs> Anyway, next one, Sophie emailed us and said, if Swifties controlled the universe, dang, we moved on. We're not even ruling the world anymore. We're controlling the universe. That's awesome. Uh, So if Swifties controlled the universe, all the constellations would be 13s, Merediths, and everything else Taylor related. That would be cool. Nice. I'd go to the planetarium much more often. (laughs) (laughs) Is that my turn? My turn. Your turn, Sammy. (laughs) The next one is from Tiny Lou 13 my friend Lou from Australia. Hi. Um, she says, if Swifties ruled the world, we wouldn't have to work or attend school on the day of a Taylor Swift concert or announcement. That would be yeah. really useful. It would be yeah. so helpful. We could go to a lot more things. It's for those of you who like run fan Twitter accounts, like updating accounts like, like Sammy's T-Swift on tour does. Or just anything fan related, you understand and can relate to how difficult mm-hmm. it is when Taylor has a big announcement and you're stuck in work or school. <laughs> or there's a time zone and you know, you're sleeping and they're at a concert. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, this uh next one comes via email from Joe. 
And if Swifties ruled the world, the Taylor haters would be forced to listen to Taylor's music and Taylor talk until they admit that they love Taylor, while the true Swifties would be partying with Taylor Swift. Awesome. So that's like our form of waterboarding. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't Torture. get it. You will like Taylor. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. All right. This next one comes from Swizzle Julie via Twitter. And they say, you know you're swifty when you start crying when the curtains fall during State of Grace. Hashtag true story. Hashtag Red Berlin. Hashtag Red Berlin. I cry when I listen to State of Grace because I picture the curtain falling. No, mm. <laughs> oh, Sammy. I have issues. All right. Next one. At the Swift Factor on Twitter says, you know you're swifty when you do hair flips a la Taylor to dry your hair when it's wet. I do that. <laughs> do you really? It's fun and it works. I do that all the time. That's like, funny. I do that when I'm driving. It's not <laughs> Sammy, that's a little dangerous. Sammy, when you're driving, just roll down the window. Oh no, but only when red comes on. Like I, I automatically do the hair flips. Like what? Like never mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> Give us our last one, Sammy. You know you're a Swifty slash Taylor talker when you lightly start making a Taylor calendar. And if everyone knows Meredith's birthday, that would be helpful. That's from Kelly via text message. When is mm. Meredith's birthday? Isn't it in October? Did she get... No, I think I... The, day, the day that she got her is different than her actual birthday. Right, because right. I don't think she you can get a day. cat. Mm. Right, you know, you can't buy one after they're born. No, you have to wait a good while. Mm -hmm. I think it's right. October. I think Who right. was supposed to be working on the calendar? Was that Steve? Steve. Steve. But I was busy. Steve, how far along are you? I was busy freezing out your calls. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, but yeah, if anybody knows Meredith's birthday, let us know, because I promised Kelly I would throw that question out there in case somebody happens to know, because, well, that'd be a good date to put into the Taylor calendar. Yeah. So mm -hmm. thank you, everybody, who sent in those submissions. Keep them coming for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you guys. Diane, what are Swifties listening to? Well, this comes from Hopeless Romantic uh, 213 via Taylor Connect, and they say, I'm listening to Say Something by Great Big World and Christina Aguilera. It's a really slow song, so not sure if you'll like it, Adam. But it builds up toward the end of the song, kind of similar to the way All Too Well has the big crescendo in the middle. You know me so well. I hate slow songs. Yeah, but do you like I'm this song? I'm with you on this, Adam. I don't, I don't know this song. You don't know Say Something? Oh, oh really? You, have you guys act like live. I should know this. You've heard this song live. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> that awkward moment when. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just because it's not my taste doesn't mean other people won't like it. So, according to Hopeless Romantic 1213, you guys should go listen to Say Something by Great Big World and Christina Aguilera. I love this song. I there, Diane powerful. loves it. She gives it a good recommendation. <laughs> I do. I like the song. I will not listen to it, though. Why? I think it's overplayed. I won't listen it to it. It is either. overplayed. So just don't listen to your radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my radio, well, I try and listen to country. But anyway, that's a different conversation. All right. Well, thank you for sending that in on Taylor Connect. Now, one last reminder before we go. The contest is going to be ending very soon. It ends with the Red Tour. So be sure to go to taylortalk.org slash contest to enter. And remember earlier in this episode, for those of you who tried to cheat and fast forward ahead, I'm not repeating it. But earlier in this episode, during our main discussion, we revealed the special keyword, code word, sorry, that will get you five bonus entries to win a Red Tour lithograph, which is Really, really fantastic. It's really cool looking. Now, if you guys want to contact us or submit to any of our mini segments, you know there's a million ways to do it, but I'm short of breath today, so I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm simply going to give you the link, taylortalk.org slash contact, and every single contact method is there. Now, something I don't ask often, but every once in a while, is if you guys could do us a huge favor and leave us honest reviews on iTunes. Now what that does is it will give us feedback and advice on how we can improve the show, what we can do better, or just what we're doing awesome. So please give us honest reviews. You can go to taylortalk.org slash iTunes and it'll take you straight to the iTunes store and you can leave a review there and we'd really appreciate it. Like seriously. And as promised, there will be a blooper in just a minute after we sign off from uh, an accidental recording that happened before this episode. 
But for now, this has been episode 120 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. Sam, have a great day, guys. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. That's because Adam's voice, he starts yelling louder as the episode goes on. Right. And then well, that's how worse. that always is, though. It's when you're talking to someone and then... I'm an know. emotional person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top. I express myself through podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, He's like the that. Taylor Swift of podcasting. Uh, sure. <laughs> Except not oh. as famous and not as good looking. Definitely good looking. Well, good looking, but not as good looking as Taylor is. Much better looking than Taylor. You're much better looking than Taylor? I'm better looking than Taylor. I've never heard Uh, you say that before. What do you mean? I don't know. I've never heard you compare yourself to Taylor before. I've never compared myself to Taylor before. You've never given me the opportunity. This is a a new start. This should have been recorded. It is being recorded right now. We should use this one. No. Yes, maybe.